College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Your next Allegiant Stadium event catering your office party we are the best of barbecue las vegas style the great west college hockey podcast is a part of the icetimehockeywest.com network here are your hosts scott strandy and stephen marsh well welcome in hockey fans it's wednesday night which means it's time for the great west college hockey podcast scott strandy with you tonight not from uh san jose california not from San Diego, California, not from outside of Yuma, Arizona, like last night, but from uh, beautiful Invergrove Heights, Minnesota, as uh, we prepare to bring you the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Tomorrow, I will step it up even one notch higher and be in attendance for the NCHC Media Day, the traditional event held at the XL Energy Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, St. Paul, Minnesota. Let's put it. Let's get it right here. If it's Minneapolis, St. Paul, it's in St. Paul. So I will be there uh, tomorrow, along with Nick Maxson is going to join me, and we'll bring you all the coverage from the uh, NCHC Media Day um, tonight. I'm waiting for my co-host. I see him, but uh, I can't connect him. So uh, we'll try again for Stephen March, who's uh, in that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada tonight. Ah, I found him. I found him. I think I got him. Let's see. Steven, how are you? I was just trying to build up the build up the dramatic effect. I love it. By I the way, do that. I'm in I'm in Las Vegas, right? Where I usually am. Right. But I'm in the I'm in the home of the twenty twenty two WNBA champion Las Vegas Aces. What? What are you doing there? <laughs> You're in the city. Which is that? Uh, you're not in their home, correct? Right, right. I am I in the worried. city, which I'm... is which is which is now the home of the 2022 WNBA champion, Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to the Aces. That that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> so I've been traveling around, and I'm so tired right now. I can't even see straight. Um, but anyway, I thought tonight because as long are, as you can uh... see, period. That's you're okay. <laughs> Right, exactly. So I'm in Invergrove Heights um, through two time zones, uh, Phoenix to Denver, Denver to Minneapolis, and uh, got in here about 15 minutes before the show started, so that's cool. 
anyway, um, I thought tonight we'd, we'd break down a couple of things. We'd talk about some of the games that were played over the last uh, week uh, in ACHA D1 hockey. Then we talk about some big games coming up this weekend. But before we start that, Stephen, I know you haven't seen this. Uh, I'm pretty sure you haven't. But some pod uh, website put out um, odds for next year's national championship at the ACHA M1 level. Now, I don't put much stock in it, so I'm going to say that right now because they have ACHA MD1 <laughs> as their title, and they say next year's national champion. But um, I want you to sit back and listen like the listeners will, and I want you to just register this in your head, if you will, because this is how far off I believe this this particular website is. Um you being from Vegas, you know there's odds on everything, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yes. Uh, never heard of them on the ACHA D1 level, M1 level, whatever you want to call it. But um let's jump right into this and then we'll talk a little bit about my uh, trip to San Diego and uh the rise of the Aztecs if you will. Um okay, here we go. Again, I don't remember the website. I just saw it, um, and I grabbed the picture because it was a picture they put out. But here they are. Here's the odds. At plus 200, there's a tie. Adrian College and Minot State. Your thoughts? Not bad oh. choices, right? No, that, 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 that sounds pretty good. They're, okay. They're, they're good programs. Okay. Number three is Liberty at plus 800. Not a bad choice either, right? No, no, that's, that sounds sounds about sounds <laughs> I'm about setting right. You up. I am setting you up. So <laughs> I don't like where this is. And... <laughs> I, I don't like where this is. The 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 trend is going here, yeah. though. But the, the, if they're going longer odds for some teams that should be, Buckle I think up. should be in a better position than what you're going to share here. <laughs> Buckle up. Okay. Um, for Brooke at plus one thousand. That's where my problems start to jump in. Um, I don't believe Stony Brook uh, should be fourth. That's just my opinion from what I've seen. And I, I haven't watched them a lot because they're they're on Long Island, basically. So I sent Paul Hornstein there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you anyway. know, the, the, the travel for them will be pretty uh, – will be easier than most teams in the ACHA uh, tournament circuit if they if they get through. Because <laughs> it's True. from New York to, to Massachusetts. It's not that far of a – of a distance, not that far of a distance, but with the traffic, it'll take them as long as it'll take us to drive from Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, or fly in this driving. case. <laughs> We're not driving uh, anyway. Um, at the at the plus four thousand, this is where it gets really interesting. They have one, two, three, four, five, five teams that are at plus four thousand: Jamestown, Ohio, UNLV. Michigan, Dearborn, and Illinois. Okay. You okay? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. No, because I, I don't understand that. And you haven't even mentioned another team that should be, should be at the, towards the top. I know you are, but I'm just already, it's got me t tickled. <laughs> I just, these people obviously never watch ACHA hockey. Exactly. Good point. Good point. And that's what we do here at the Great West College Hockey Podcast. We watch it. We uh, even if we're not there, we keep tabs on what's going on with the teams, so we can make an educated decision. 
Okay. There's, there's a handi- no way. There's a handicapper that we know very well that may may want to chime in <laughs> yeah. on those too at some point. <laughs> and he knows so. and he knows a little bit about ACHA hockey. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, so anyway, they have Jamestown, Ohio, Michigan, Dearborn, and Illinois, whose program is in total disarray. Um, they have yeah, them the, all. With they have the a new new coach uh, at, at Illinois this year. Right, and their program is in complete complete disarray because right. for years they've talked about making the jump to NCAA hockey, and uh, they made an announcement earlier this year that that was no longer going to be an aspiration. They weren't even going to try anymore. So, um, okay, so I, I really really disagree with that because I've told you about a hundred times that I've talked to coaches that say UNLV has the best um, team on paper in all of the ACHA D1 ranks. I know that's on paper, but still you're giving them plus (laughs) 4,000. I I don't know. I, 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 when I saw it, I, I just about fell over and I thought, do I talk about it and even give them any credit? Or do I not even talk about it? But anyway, well, so I'd love uh, I'd love for that to be actual somewhere you can look, throw money down on because I, I wouldn't mind four thousand, put ten <laughs> bucks down or hundred bucks down on on that and make about forty thousand, four hundred thousand of that converts to if you know. Yeah, be that, wins there's cause... no way that there there is no way that any any casino or any bookmaker <laughs> no. is doing this. No. So this is just crazy. I think it's I think it's fodder just to get people to talk about it talk about their site well, but i didn't give well, their site because i didn't even look at their site i just <laughs> took, this, took this ridiculousness off okay so that's um nine teams so in the number 10 spot and tied at plus six thousand, missouri state and central oklahoma mm, how those two teams are on the same level i don't know but <laughs> i said the same thing <laughs> And the oh, fact that man. Central Oklahoma, who is the and it kills me to say this a little bit, but there's the but that's good because they are they are a partner of ours along with a lot of other teams. Um, they were the runners up at the national tournament. Uh, they won the WCHL. They've beaten a lot of those teams that are have better odds of winning the national tournament, and are projected to be the number one team. And we're going to get to that later in the show. I think we have time. But the yep. in the preseason polls and stuff, they're they're the number one team projected there. And uh, and that they're they're way down there and in, in plus six thousand. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so uh, let's get to the eight plus eight thousand, which they have the rest of the uh, five teams in their little. Oh joy! Ranking. I can't wait for this. Okay, let's start with Maryville, followed by Pittsburgh, followed by Grand Valley State, followed by Aquinas, Aquinas, followed by Arizona. So Chad Berman's team is a plus eight thousand to win the national tournament. Well, that that sounds okay, but I, I've never heard of Grand Valley State. I mean, I've heard of them, but I mean, they're—I don't even—I've <laughs> never seen them really in the mix for for national tournaments in the in the past, let alone to to win the whole thing. I guess that's why they're they're a long shot like that. But well, Maryville and Arizona, yeah, in, in the same breath. I mean, I know they've uh, Maryville's uh-huh. come on strong and. That's part of the uh, the weekend coming up is UCO hosting Maryville for a weekend series, which is uh, to me is one of the best to start off the season. And I know the season started at different times. Oklahoma played two weeks ago and last week as well, and had a little problem up here in Minnesota with the uh, the power going out on them at their arena. 
and they and they couldn't finish the uh, the second game. It was a no contest. But um, if you look closely and you actually talk to the coaches and you look at who's on their roster, um, again, uh, I'm not going to take away any of these anything from these teams that are in here. But I watched San Diego State practice yesterday for the first time. They're making the jump to ACHA D1. They were impressive. They were very, very impressive. As a matter of fact, I told uh, not making the jump though. They they've had they've made the jump. They're they do D one level yeah. as this season. Correct. They made the jump. Um, so I talked to Coach Bateman and I said, you know, I think your team is a going to surprise some people and get some wins. But even if you don't get wins, and they're playing everybody in the western half of the WCHL with the exception of Arizona, they couldn't get a a, a time with Arizona which is crazy because that's the closest team to them. But they couldn't find a scheduling date that would work for, for either one of them. So um, they weren't able to play uh, Arizona. But when, um, when I said, you're going to surprise some teams and win some games, but if you don't, just stay close. Because if the crazy computer rankings will keep you there as long as you stay close. Am I correct on that? Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how it's determined. Nobody really knows what the computer does. It's uh, every time I think about math, that <laughs> the kind of math it involves, it, it makes my head hurt. But um, <laughs> but it does say something about staying close in games. Yes. W- winning games is obviously important, but uh, obviously if you're in a lot of close games, it does a, it does have an impact on your ranking than if you get blown out all the time. For sure. And you and you know what I I likened it after watching Utah play last year and watching um, San Diego State practice and they'll be they'll be playing this home at home this weekend against Colorado, which will be a real good test for them to start the year out. They're they're probably very close to similar teams, but anyway, you remember uh, as I do that Utah was right on the verge. They were in and out of the top twenty, in and out of the top twenty, all the way to the last weekend. And uh, two things happened to them that bumped them from the national tournament. Number one, there were a couple of upsets out east that got auto bids that maybe wouldn't get in the tournament had they not won their conference tournament and gotten the auto bid. And then the other thing was, and you remember we discussed this afterwards before the tournament started, um, Utah had a problem down the stretch by not playing tough enough competition to, uh, to, to get them points they what they would have to have done, I think, was get just blowout wins, and even then, I don't know if it would have been enough. Well, well, th- that was the case, but the last two games of the year, they lost one of those games, and then I think, then I, but it might have been an overtime. I don't know how, whatever. So it, that really hurt them too. If they would have won, I think if they would have won both the games, their last games of the season, and, and really blew out the opponent, and I can't remember who the opponent was off the top of my head. I'd have to I think it was Oklahoma, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and so that was it. especially Oklahoma where they were positioned. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And and especially where they were positioned, and they couldn't, they couldn't get it done. Uh, you know, and and not only dominate them, but they lost one of those games. Uh, that really, uh, I think that put the nail in the coffin. But yeah, obviously that the schedule throughout the season for them wasn't as as tough. But had they pulled pulled off a lot of wins, uh, you know, they they were in a lot of close games, which was good. I think that helped them get into the rankings at one point in that top 20 
and uh, their highest ranking ever in the Division One level. So they certainly had a really good season by their standards, certainly from what they've had in the past. But, um, you know, there was some things there, and, and I think they're going to be be better this year, especially with the people they've gotten. But, but yeah, going back to what you were saying, they – they, they were right on the cusp, and I think the strength of schedule, I think the fact that they couldn't win those last two games in really dominating fashion uh, kept, them, kept them out on the outside looking in. Yep, I totally agree with you. So my point being is I told Phil Bateman, I said, you know, he's going like, you know, I asked him in the little feature that will be up uh, hopefully on Friday. I said, um, when you uh, look at the end of the year, what, what's going to dictate a successful season for your first year at the ACHA M1 level? And he said, you know, I, I thought about it a lot. And he said, what would really make me happy is obviously we'd like to make the national tournament, but we also have realistic goals. And he said, I think what would really make me happy is if uh, the response from the teams that we played said, hey, you know what, that's a good program that tries hard, works hard. And it's very competitive. He said, if, if I can get all the teams that we play to say that about our program at the end of the year, uh, I'm going to be very pleased with what our season was. So I thought that was very realistic. But but I still think that they're going to surprise some people. And um, if they can keep games close and not get blown out. And, uh, and, I, and I told him that. I said, that's going to make a big difference on the computer rankings. Because he's been in M2 for a little while. And he knows... Uh, the playoff situation with M2 is brutal. I mean, it's hard to get into the regional. And then when you go play in the regional, it's a very difficult one-and-done type scenario where you can be eliminated quickly uh, right out of your regional, never see and never sniff the national tournament. So this is completely different. He knows that, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It'll be... It will be uh, interesting to see what what happens. I mean, we've seen other teams come in in the uh, D one level here in the last few years, and and some have been better positioned than others to have success right off the bat. Uh, UNLV has you know gotten right from the get go has been pretty successful. Uh, what else? Utah's come in and they've you know they've getting better. Grand Canyon has has gotten better, uh, but even you know you know it's been a little bit of a of a growing pain for them too but uh, i think san diego state could be in a in a good position to really scare some teams in in their first year at the division one level um with with what they're hoping to to do so uh it's not going to be an easy out for you know you see them on the schedule and you think oh this is a new m1 team this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna no, be a cakewalk it's not, it's not, not gonna be a cakewalk. grand canyon hasn't been a cakewalk for a lot of people especially in their rink uh, I mean, it sounds like San Diego's place might be pretty tough place to play too. So uh, that all is going to be a, a factor. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Well, the interesting thing, and you'll hear this on the feature as well, is both coaches, both uh, Phil Bateman and uh, Clark Oliver, told me that you know I asked them about their speed and tempo that practice was running with because it you know it wasn't the same obviously. So okay, people, don't send me hate mail. It wasn't the same as Denver and what they do in practice, but it was very up-tempo. It was fast. They were up and down the ice. It was it was intense. And I said, is that the way you guys want to play? And he goes, yeah, we look at games as, as a track meet. Um, we, we want to fly up and down the ice and try to convert our chances when we get them. So it, that'll be interesting. But, 
Okay, you alluded to the uh, Division One National Championship rankings, the preseason rankings that just came out. Um, so before we go to break, let's spend the next 10 minutes going down this. If you've got it in front of you, I have mine in front of me. Um, and let's, uh, let's talk about this because I think this is way more realistic than what I just read to you on the odds. And by the way, if those odds are available somewhere, I, I'm getting them. <laughs> that, that was crazy. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the number one team in the country is a WCHL team. By the way, there are six WCHL teams in the top 25. Yeah, there is, and there's another one. Number two, Adrian three, Minot State four, Liberty five. Now, to me, that's a very good top five. And you're going like, where's Lindenwood? Lindenwood's at NCAA level this year. Yeah, yeah. So let let me mention that right off the bat. So a lot of these, a lot of this rankings in the preseason, I think there's been some chatter about, you know, how can you have uh, preseason rankings for for ACHA? A lot of this is probably majority of it is based on how the tournament went last year and how teams were ranked at that point and then how how it ended. Obviously, UNLV went to the the final four of the ACHA national tournament and then you had uh, Central Oklahoma was was in the final four. Um you had uh you had uh Adrian Adrian had, make a run. They they, they got the final eight, right? Right. And then, well, it, they played uh Lindenwood and then and then yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. They left exactly. So and then uh, yeah, and then it, it Lindenwood. So Lindenwood has now left. They've gone to the NCAA. They are not fielding an ACHA D1 program this year. They were thought maybe they were going to still be able to do that. They had they were going to have that in addition to their NCAA program, similar to what Arizona State has. They have an NCAA program, but they also have some ACHA programs. But they didn't get all that done in time. So um, so that's a, the, another omission that's glaring because they're usually pretty in the top 10 too is Iowa state. Now Iowa state's a different situation. They, they've, uh, there's been some issues there with the school and, and hazing and some other things with, I guess some of the, the, uh, club sports or whatever. So they have, they are not able to even field the team that the school won't allow them to. So they're not going to be able to compete. Uh, it, it, it sounds like for the whole season here at the, uh, and, and maybe going forward, we'll have to see what happens with that. So that's two teams that are normally in that big top 10 mix that are, uh, are not going to be a factor. Uh, Lindenwood, Always moved on to NCAA and I and Iowa State, which has had usually at least last season had a pretty good, pretty good ranking and and stuff. So, so they get some room for some other teams to to have some good positions. So yeah, so Central Oklahoma, of course, the runners up last year gets the number one spot. UNLV, of course, losing to Central Oklahoma in the Final Four, so they were number uh, three last year. So they basically just move up one spot. But you know, Central Oklahoma, um, yeah. So it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to to follow this all year long and see if, if central Oklahoma can, can, can keep that number one uh, ranking. And I think, I think we're going to see Liberty this year um, make another run like they always do, but Liberty stepping outside the box. We know they're coming to Vegas, right? We know Vegas is going there. Um, they're dipping into the pool of talented uh, hockey teams. And they know that that computer uh, ranking means something so not only are they going to come and play UNLV in Vegas, but they're also going to play an NCAA team in uh, Alaska Anchorage uh, in Vegas. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming up, but I, I think the top five is pretty solid. Okay, here's here's six through ten. Stony Brook, Ohio at seven, Indiana Tech at eight, Maryville at nine, Missouri State at ten, 
Um, again, Missouri State off to a slow start. They played last weekend and lost twice um, to Illinois State. Uh, I don't know about Illinois State, and I don't know what really uh, transpired with Missouri State, but um, I think that most people would say that was kind of a shock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I would say that was a little bit of a, of a shock. Illinois State is in the receiving votes category in this preseason uh, ranking, so it's not like they're uh, towards the bottom. They're they're kind of right there on the in the on the cusp of being in the top twenty five. So um, I should mention also that the uh, the computer part of the uh, rankings don't take place until about November. Um, so I, and if they're still yeah, they got to play some games. Uh, they got to play some games, games and give the computer some things to really calculate. So. Uh, it'll it'll be it'll be a few months, a few weeks, certainly a, a month or so before we see, uh, the, you know, the computer rankings that'll determine the the tournament when the time comes. So we can't um, yell at the computer for a little while. We can just yell at coaches or other. Yeah, people. and so I think I think <laughs> if, the, if the plan is in in past seasons, there'll be a coaches poll that'll come out, and, and of course that kind of is laughable because it's it's basically the same, the same teams in in that in that every every week uh, even though they may lose or whatever cuz coaches vote on that and there's probably some biases and stuff there. So I think that's why the computer is is in play cuz the computer doesn't have any biases. Uh so that that's why I think Well, I think it should be media, but there isn't enough <laughs> um legitimate media across ACHA hockey to uh, to do it right. Um okay. So uh when you look at the 6 through 10, Stony Brook is up there again. So maybe somebody knows something that I don't know about Stony Brook. I know they've got a great history and a great tradition. But um, and they had I don't a good... think they've done any damage recently. No, they had a good little run in the in the tournament. Uh, you know, last, earlier this year in the season. You know, they they got to play in the. Uh, I guess it was the the, the the eighth, the final eight, or final eight. Yeah, yeah, and lost okay. it. So you know they're a good. They're a good little program. Oh, and twenty two twenty two seven and two last season. Right, they had one, they, and, and look and, and look at this. They have one one. One first place vote. Somebody voted them first place. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ohio, Indiana Tech, and Maryville. I've got no problem with those three at seven, eight, and nine because I know what John Hogan is doing at Maryville. We both do. We've seen him in, in the rise of his program very quickly. I know also um, the coaches at uh, both Ohio and Indiana Tech, and they're always in a battle. Indiana Tech is. Uh, uh, I'm not sure the relationship, but he, he the head coach there is also Frank, um, and he is a uh, relative somehow of Gary Estalis. I'm not sure how that all works out, but so they play a lot of uh, a lot of quality teams, and there's a lot of quality coaching going on there. Um, and like I said, with Missouri State at ten, I, I can't say they shouldn't be at ten, but boy, they were off to a slow start. I really expected that they would come out like gangbusters, and maybe they will. It's only one weekend, so. We won't count them out, but they're at number 10. Okay, so let's do the next five. 11 is Pittsburgh. 12 is Jamestown. 13 is Niagara. 14 is Illinois. 15 is Michigan-Dearborn. I have a couple problems with that, but go ahead. Your thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't – the Niagara one is a real interesting one to me, uh, you know, why they're so high up there. Uh, in the 13 spot. Um, well, I think it's because they were 28-5-1 last year. But once again, I'll ask, who did they play? Yeah, and, and you look at where they were previously. I think that the pre they show the previous rankings, and I believe that was the end of the, 
the end of the season last year, I think uh, they were 18, and now they're 13 to start the preseason for this year. So I, it's kind of uh, kind of an interesting one there. Uh, the Jamestown one has always been kind of one. I think maybe that's when you're looking is interesting because of of their record, and we kind of laughed about that all or griped about that all year last year about their record and who they played, and and, and I guess that's part of why. And I guess that kind of goes back to what you were saying about San Diego State is if, you, if you're in close games with some good teams, you still have a chance to be in a good position. And, and you look at uh, Jamestown, they were 10, 14, and 5 last year. They only played uh, 29 games. Uh, a lot of those are against Minot State in the season because they're right close to each other. So they usually made it, made it about six or seven times or whatever. So, um, you know, so they've got 10 wins. So those were probably against some good teams. But – They've also 14 and five. And again, you can't always just look at the record because then it goes back to how, you, how much you lost and what the strength of that team was and what the, what the difference was in, in the goals. So, um, but the fact that they're all the way up at number uh, 12 is, is a little surprising to me. Yeah, me too. Okay. And then I'll go back to Illinois at 14 and, and Illinois had the same coach, uh, coach Fabs, Fabarini. Um, if he was still there and they were still striving to move up to another level of uh, college hockey, uh, I might um, give them a little more credit. But uh, I just don't know what they got coming back. I think there's such an unknown. I don't know how you rank them against a known team. And again, call me a homer. Well, but, uh, but Chad Berman has put together a really good squad at Arizona. And last year was an anomaly for them. They they didn't play Arizona hockey, and, and they will be back, I guarantee you. Well, and I wonder, too, I, I wonder, too, if if these rankings, I don't know if they, if they even look at, like, if there's been coaching changes or if there's I been doubt it. players I doubt that have, it. have left or, or are coming in that maybe makes a team better or maybe players that have left and not, you know, maybe there's a change in, in, in their roster makeup. If if they look at that or who they're scheduled to play, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, this is the ACHA. This isn't like the NCAA or anything where it's a little bit more elaborate. But um, you know, it's although people and then I think with any any sort of these polls, there's always you know, there's always griping about something. You know, like somebody didn't get their oh, due. Or yeah, something. that's so, what polls are for. And, 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 and that makes it for great conversation for knuckleheads like us that love to you know they need content <laughs> to talk about on these podcasts and stuff. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think you know, I think it's I don't know if the, at this level if if the rankings that have come out, if they're based off of records, where they finished in tournament, I don't know that it's looked at. Okay, this guy, this team's going to have a new coach. They're probably going to maybe struggle, or this, or there's going to be some little bit of a, a change there. Um, or if there's a, a players that have left that were really good, and maybe they, the incoming class isn't that good. Um, I just don't, I just don't see that being a factor. So I, it's kind of, it's kind of really hard to take these too seriously. I mean, it's good to have them and, and kind of have a, like a, you know, a little thing to look at but i think until we see games get going and then teams start playing and which we've seen already some teams play and and start getting some some scores and stuff and and to kind of get into the meat of how the season is is going to go yep absolutely agree with you on that okay so let's uh let's say that uh 15 and 16 is 15 is michigan dearborn 16 is arizona we know those two are playing each other on the road we know they played each other in the national tournament and uh Chad Berman thinks that he has to compete against those teams, so he's going out to play them and Adrian three and three. That will be a challenge, and that will tell you where Arizona hockey is at that point. Um, 
Okay, so Arizona 16, Aquinas, 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 whatever you want to call them, uh, 17. Paul Hornstein will chime in shortly. Um, <laughs> um, Davenport, Utah, and Arizona State. Your thoughts on that five? Yeah, I think that's about right. I think if you look at where they finished last season, I think uh, I think it kind of shows. You know, Utah, as we mentioned, is is right on the was right on the cusp last year, and uh, they know their record. They only played, according to their record, twelve, eight, and four, so that would only make twenty four games. So, um, I think they have about that many, if not more, this year. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I, I'm not. I don't have any really big issues with that. Uh, like I said, other than the ones we've had earlier, where there's a couple that kind of perk your eyebrows a little bit uh, but I and your ears a little bit but I just don't see I don't know enough about a lot of these these teams I mean I saw some of them in the national tournament but you know some of I guess when you get down to this this list this this teams that just kind of missed or didn't get in so um, I mean Arizona State we know a little bit but you know again going back to you know they have you know a new coach although they they had a change during the last season and they got better certainly when they, that change was made and so they're probably going to be a better team than they certainly were last year when, you know, before they made the change. So uh, that could be a, a, a maybe an under, a sleeper team, if you want to s- say that, uh, you know, that maybe you look at them at 20, then certainly they could be higher. Uh, but we know, again, we don't, we don't know what they're going to, what they're going to do, but you know, that they certainly were better when they had the coaching change. So I would only imagine that they're going to be uh, a little bit better, better this they, year. They did add a pretty solid uh, NHL veteran, as their assistant yeah. coach as well. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. So that so that should help too. That so, shouldn't hurt. So that should yeah, that won't hurt either. So and uh, so and you that know, and roster. That, I've seen the roster now, and I think it's pretty deep. I haven't seen them practice, but obviously I've seen the roster, and I know some of the players uh, are still around, and um, they they can be competitive. So don't don't sleep on them. I would put Arizona State myself uh, right up in the uh, 14, 15, 16 range with Michigan, Dearborn. I would replace them with Illinois, to tell you the truth. Yep. I would put Illinois at twenty and Arizona State I, maybe at fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, put in an, an argument for that. I. I think that's, okay. that's fair. That's good because I wasn't going to listen to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> anyway, Davenport and Utah. Utah's back in the prove me. Uh, they they should be in another state because they're in the prove me market again. Um, we know they have talent. We know they have great coaching. They got great program, but they they got to prove that they can win the big games and uh, seal the deal. And if they do, Utah could slide up that uh, ranking really quickly. So uh, I like that. Uh, the final five we'll go through, and again, these don't really mean much because they wouldn't be in the tournament if it started. So I don't know why they even do twenty five, but they do. Uh, Rhode Island twenty one, tied for twenty second is Delaware and Lawrence Tech. And if you know where Lawrence Tech is, I will be uh, really thrilled to hear that. Um, Midland and Drexel rounded off. As we said, other receiving <laughs> votes, Illinois State, Grand Canyon, New York, Navy, Robert Morris, and Syracuse. Yeah, and some of, and a couple of those teams were, were in the national tournament, like Navy Navy was. They, they won in their conference and got in. I think Robert Robert Morris was, was in there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Grand Canyon's right there on receiving votes. Again, that's a, that's a team. So that's the sixth team that's kind of right in the uh, – either in the top 25 or right on the cusp of, of getting in to the top 25. And Grand Canyon is – Grand Canyon okay. is a team that can be 
a, a team to watch out for too. They continue to get better, and and I think they've reloaded. Be, and I think that's going to be, and and also has made some additions to coaching staffs that uh, he's put together, which should help too. So I think that's a team that is going to be uh, uh, tough to to contend with. They have been before, you know. They especially at home, they're they're a tough out, even if they don't end up coming away with the win. A lot of games have gone to overtime, or or they've come down to the wire. So uh, that all helps too. So I just don't. Th- I think it's even going to be be better uh you know they have, they'll have a really good week they'll have a successful weekend and then they'll get the bl- blown out and then then the next week they're they're in the mix so it's that's just the kind of the nature of it goes but i, I expect them to be a uh, a dangerous team too to play against i totally agree with you i think and, uh i think that's uh, uh a much better assessment than those crazy odds that i read you to and, start the show with and, 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 <laughs> And I don't understand the Drexel thing. I guess you know the twenty-five. I mean, they weren't ranked before, and and uh, you know they were eleven, twelve, and two. And I don't know. I okay, they're in. I, maybe there's some people that that are associated with that program that voted them to to be in this. I don't know who determined how this was determined, but uh, yeah, I just well, it makes okay, me kind okay. of, it kind of makes me chuckle a little bit. But you know, it's 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 twenty-five. I mean, it's not a not a huge deal, but I mean, they can say, Oh, we're number 25 to start the season. And, you know, it kind of makes for good press, I guess, for their program. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised if San Diego state makes a jump into this. I just think that they're going to be that good. They're that competitive. They're that ready. They destroyed uh, M2 competition out West, which isn't saying much, but um, they didn't win easily. They won, uh, or I should say they won very easily with everybody they played. So they felt like they had to move up just for that. They couldn't continually just, you know, get their program any better by defeating um, weaker teams. So anyway, that's what's going on with that. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back after the break and let's talk about some of the marquee matchups early in the year. And we're going to jump into it right away with UCO hosting Maryville. We'll be back in about five minutes. men's program on the east coast and prepare yourself for life and career at liberty university in lynchburg virginia sellout crowds top competition and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus state-of-the-art facilities gifted faculty and over 700 programs to study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for christ your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champion. Your Arizona Wildcats. 
Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. My name is Cameron Henderson from San Diego State, and you listen to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. San Diego State begins its first season of ACHA M1 Hockey. Be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs from bachelor's to doctorate enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu and see if our unique, diverse experience is for you. And visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Hello, fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today.
the Summer Skate Studios. This is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in hockey fans. As you can tell, the uh, sponsorships, the corporate partnerships are starting to grow like crazy. It's good stuff. We love to have our uh, our teams on board and we love to help them fundraise. So if your team is not on board, you need to reach out to us because uh, it's a terrific opportunity, terrific way for your school to make some money by uh, partnering with us and uh, fundraising with your feet. Summer skates, the way to do it. Scott Strandy with you in uh, Invergrove Heights, Minnesota, just south of uh, downtown St. Paul. As I prepare for the NCHC, NCAA media day tomorrow, um, my co-host is always Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are things out there? And uh, we got some big matchups coming up. Yes, we do have some big matchups coming up. Uh, as the uh, temperature is still in the 90s here, as I said, the cleanup from the uh, Las Vegas Aces oh, WNBA. Oh, stop it with rally. the 90s stuff. It was windy and about <laughs> 12 degrees when I got here today. I'm joking, but it was windy and cold. I had to put a jacket on. It was windy here today, too. It was windy here today. <laughs> Just but, shush. Uh, Just yeah, shush well, on that. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that. No, no, nobody wants to hear about that. We don't talk about that in the middle of winter either. When when Paul Hornstein is freezing his little pukas off out in uh, on Long Island, New York, and uh, you're telling him that it's uh, a balmy eighty or ninety degrees in Las Vegas. So anyway, that's a whole other story. Okay, let's start with what I call the marquee matchup this weekend. And there's obviously a lot of games going on and a lot of big matchups, but does it get any better than the WCHL champions? hosting Maryville? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I think you're right on. I think it's – I'm looking at all the matchups this weekend, and, you know, McKendree and Illinois State. Okay, you got Colorado State and Metropolitan State University of Denver. Okay, that's a – you know. No, that was a past. Colorado – oh, yeah, you're right. Colorado State yep. Metro. Yep, they're this yep. weekend. Yep. You know, Good job. Drexel and Temple. I mean, all these oh, – Liberty, you know, Liberty and West Virginia be okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, you know San Diego State and Colorado will be will be intriguing too. But yeah, I I really do think I think you're right on. I think it, no knock on the other teams, but th- this is going to be the marquee matchup uh, this weekend in the ACHA, no question. Both as we just went through those those preseason uh, rankings, uh, both these teams are ranked pretty high. Started the season to start the season, we obviously know Central Oklahoma, what they did last year and winning the WCHL. Going to the national tournament, obviously, and, and going all the way to the championship game, uh, Maryville, I think, continues to uh, to surprise. Uh, maybe it's not a surprise anymore. Maybe it's an ex- expectation of how good they are. But you know, still that program is still pretty pretty young, and so that's kind of a nice uh, example too of you know other teams to look for and say, hey, you you can do it, and you can do it in a pretty good amount of time, and and that's certainly what they've. You get the right people in place, and they do over there. So. Uh, this is going to be a fun matchup this week. It's in, it's in Central Oklahoma, it's in Edmond, there at Arctic Edge. So it's uh, it's going to be. I was just there two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were <laughs> just there, and uh, and 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 uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be fun for uh, for the for those two teams, and uh, certainly an intriguing game, not uh, uh, an intriguing matchup in the ACHA uh, this weekend. And let's not forget, Arizona State D1 program is going up to play NAU, their D2 program. So that's uh, 
that's always an interesting matchup because things are a little different when you go up to uh, go from Phoenix to Northern Arizona. They play tough. Those Lumberjacks are tough on their own ice, so look out. Yeah, look out for look out for that. Uh, that that'll happen on Saturday. Arizona State will be in in Flagstaff to take on Northern Arizona, so that'll be. Uh, Okay, what what you you rattled off a bunch of them, but what else has happened in the WCHL that caught your eye? Anything? Um, well, I mean, I mean, Colorado University of Colorado is playing at San Diego State, so that that that's happening this week, and I'm kind of, I guess, I'm kind of interested to see what Colorado is going to look like uh, this season. And of course, we have just talked our heads off for good reason about San Diego State. So uh, we're, you know we're getting familiar with them, and and uh, and certainly for that good timing for that feature to come out on Friday because that'll be right before their first game. So that'll be a good thing for people to watch as they get ready to watch that that matchup. And well, and, and we know. Let me interject this about that. Um, when I saw the uh, facility for the very first time, the Croc Center, um, Croc as in the uh, McDonald's Croc. The McDonald's Croc, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I saw that facility for the first time, the first thing that, that caught my eye was, oh, my goodness, this place is really nice. It was built, I believe he told me, in the 50s, which is just stunning if you see the video of it. But anyway, it's very, very nice. And the job that they do with the ice there is incredible. It might have been one of the fastest ice services I've seen um, in a long time. I mean, it was just immaculate. And uh, they take very good care of what they do there. They're lacking some seats. They only have two rows on each on the side of uh, the rink and none on the other where the benches are. But I'm told that the students come in and they get three or 400 students packed in there and they're 10 deep around the glass. So you can guess that that environment is pretty crazy. And I know UCO will have the same thing. I mean, Michael Rivera was telling me about UCO and um, just how crazy the fans are there too for their, uh, their Broncos. So... Uh, that'll be good, but I think this is a really good test for um, for uh, the, the Aztecs because they'll also go from here to uh, – they're going out east to play some games, and then they're going to go and play Colorado State. So they're going to have both Colorado and Colorado State done in October, and that'll be interesting or by the end of October because they don't have any games scheduled in November. They couldn't get any games for the month of November. Can you believe that? Who couldn't get any games for November? <laughs> San Diego State. They're not going to play us. They're not going to play anybody. They're not going to play any games in November. They don't have a game on their schedule in November. Wow, that's a. But they are loaded um, after the Christmas holiday, uh, all the way up to the national tournament. So. Well, even before that, they'll be here in Vegas for a. a, a they're going to be involved yeah. in a thing that UNLV is doing here, yeah. and they'll nothing play at home. Games. Nothing at nothing home. Nothing at home. Wow, that's. Wow, that's a. But you know, it'll be. In, Hopefully, some of the uh, fans can go to the, some of these these other venues, especially if they're they're close here within close proximity, and uh, can can go and root for their teams on the road. You know, it's pretty easy to get from San Diego to Las Vegas if they wanted to be involved in, in watching their team there this this weekend uh, you know, or, it, or that that weekend in December. So it's pretty easy easy to get from San Diego to San Jose and San Jose back to San Diego and San Diego back to Phoenix, <laughs> oh, Phoenix yeah, but, to San Diego and yeah but there's not it's a, all pretty easy yeah but there's not an ACHA uh, <laughs> a D1 team up there in San Jose <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I know. I'm just telling you how easy it is. Yeah, right. it's it's real easy if you, yeah. if, you if you fly on a way, if you fly on an airplane with only, yeah. with only 30 people on a Southwest play. I was just going to say, by the way, let's talk about Mr. Private Jet going from <laughs> San Jose to Vegas. I, I guess uh, it's not a I guess it's not a desirable uh, a destination to go from <laughs> San Jose to, to Las Vegas. There's not a lot of requests for that. So if you do get that, you you get a lot of. Uh, Open seats, I guess, on a Monday night at about seven thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right I can assure you the. I can assure you the. I can assure you the flight from San Jose to Orange County, which was a couple of gates down, was not only thirty people. They were that was jam packed. I think the 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 Anaheim Ducks players and and coaches uh, were all on that flight too, from what I saw. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Which made me yeah. wonder. I thought they were all flying on their team's planes, but I guess, or, or charters, I guess, with the teams, but not everybody has that luxury, I guess. I guess. So. No, I guess not. The Ducks and the, their squad uh, flew commercial. Yeah, they flew, flew Southwest. Southwest, yeah, so <laughs> Orange County, so. <laughs> and they kept advertising, this is a full flight, this is a full flight, so. Yeah, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, I'm, I'm sitting in my game, I'm thinking, there's not a lot of people waiting here to get on this flight. It's, what is this? And then they said, oh, it's only 30 people. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah and what, let me see you were a 35 and there was only 30 people no no i was i was <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 26 so oh, okay and i was excited thinking wow i've never i've been a while since i've had this high position i mean i checked and right almost at almost 24 i think i'm gonna have a good spot and then and you you joked and said it was probably because not a lot of people on the, and then sure enough, it's only 30 people so i still was almost the last one to check in i guess technically <laughs> well, I, I was a thirty-five from Denver to Minneapolis today, so I got row six, which is about as uh, close to the front as as I get on an airplane anymore. But anyway, um, that that's a whole other story. So, um, who else going in the WCHL? Anybody else is playing this weekend that we need to talk about, or can we quickly recap what happened before? Uh, let's see. A quick glance of Friday's matchups. Uh, mentioned Colorado State is going to play Metropolitan State University Denver on uh, on Friday. That's a M two team. Uh, they played Colorado last weekend too, and we'll get to that in a minute when we re- recap last weekend. But uh, so that's see if there's see, see, see if there's any matchups on Saturday that are any different than from Friday. Usually that's not the case, except Colorado State will go to Westminster to play University Metropolitan State University Denver on Saturday. So they'll play Colorado State Friday. And Saturday they'll go to Westminster, Colorado to play university. And let me tell you, that facility at Westminster is beautiful. Promenade Ice <laughs> it's Center. Beautiful. Promenade it's Ice beautiful. Center. Yeah, they got three sheets there. Uh, it was a great setup. That's where they had the West Regional for the M2 last year. And I went out there and watched uh, UCLA and Oregon uh, play there. And yep. Part of our rising coverage. But anyway. All right. And um, so, yeah. And then you mentioned the Arizona State and Northern Arizona matchup and Flagstaff. Uh, Colorado and San Diego State play again that the next night, of course, and I believe that's going to be it. Yeah, that's it for WCHL teams. Okay, so what happened uh, over the last weekend or so? Well, last uh, Friday, actually, I think we have to go back to Thursday. No, we don't have to go back to Thursday. We'll go to Friday here. Friday, we go to uh, this was last. This was on the sixteenth. I guess this was kind of like the this is the second weekend of the games happened. More more teams played. Uh, this past weekend than they did the prior weekend, but um, so uh, you uh, WCHL teams that were involved. You had uh, Metropolitan State University Denver against Colorado, and actually that score hasn't been posted in the web on the ACHA website yet. But I believe Colorado did win that. I would 
I would hope that they won that because it's an M1 win, uh, team against an M2 team. I know they had a tough – I don't know the score. I don't remember the score, but I know it was a tough game, so I'm not sure who came out on top. But anyway. Yeah, and uh, and then you had uh, University of Oklahoma went to Waldorf. Uh, Albert then, Lee, Minnesota, just Albert, down the uh, interstate about an hour yeah. and a half from me. I can always count on you for the Minnesota geography. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, University of Oklahoma – won for nothing uh quite an interesting uh you just look at the stat line on this game uh and we talked about how much better that university of oklahoma is can be and i think they're gonna do be not there. sleep on oklahoma they're two oh and they're two oh oh and one right now so that's exciting four for nine on the power play in this game 52 shots to just 21 shots for for waldorf so that was quite a, quite a difference there uh, and then what happened saturday yeah, yeah, and the then power I'm, went out. Power went out. Yep, uh, Missouri State and Illinois State played also on Friday, uh, two to one a win for Illinois State. So Missouri State not off to a good start. They're zero and two. Sure. Uh, so yeah, and then Liberty won, but they're not a WCHL team. But of course, we we have them. We cover them a lot too. We're partners with them. We're partners with them. Yeah, so we'll give them a little love here. Nine three win over North Carolina State University, uh, an M two team. So. Uh, good for them, getting off the right foot. And yeah, and then you mentioned Saturday. We'll get to that real quick. Uh, the, there were some issues in uh, in uh, the next day in Waldorf there in uh, Albert Lee, Minnesota. The lights went out and they couldn't play the next day. So they, I think it was a one-one tie, and then they they called well, the they called okay. it a no contest. First, they tried to play two twenty-five minute halves, and it was one. I think it was one-one after the first half. But then they couldn't play the second half, so they just called it a no contest. But imagine uh, the guys from Oklahoma got on a sleeper bus, came all the way from Oklahoma City uh, or Norman, all the way to Albert Lee, Minnesota, to play a weekend series and got one game that actually mattered. And they dominated in that game. And I'll tell you, I told you, do not sleep on Oklahoma. I watched them play against Alabama um, the first two games of the season. And they were dynamic. They got good goaltending. They got tremendous scoring. And you saw it in the power play. Yeah, that they, they did on the power play that uh, in last Friday's game. Uh, even the weekend that they played, uh, you know, they played uh, their first two games against Alabama. The first game of the year they lost, but they lost in a shootout. So that yeah, that, so that's okay. That's you know you want to win but it's a shootout loss and and actually those go as ties in the in the computer when the computer does factor in games so it's it doesn't hurt you much and then yeah then they won the next night and then they won last friday and they couldn't obviously complete the and last that, shootout, so, that shootout game steven was our our very first game of the week and i'm blaming it on chris perry because he was standing next to me and you know that that just happens <laughs> Yeah, go. Ahead. Yeah, bl- blame it on him. I'm sure he'll he'll love to take the uh, the blame there. I oh, love you, Chris. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So that so that was that matchup. The other matchups. Uh, you go to Saturday. The Minnesota or no? Uh, uh Mary Maryville and McKinney. No, that's not the one I wanted. Missouri State and Illinois State. That's the one I wanted. Four nothing again. Illinois State beating Missouri State. On Saturday, uh, so that even though Missouri State had 41 shots in that game, according to the stat sheet here, 31 uh, shots for uh, Illinois State, but uh, a good performance by the Illinois State goaltender that night and shut out Missouri State for nothing. So I mean that's pretty. I mean you get four, 41 shots on a team and, and you can't get a goal in. So that's uh, 
that's uh that's gotta not feel good but congrats to the uh uh, Mark Imburgia of Illinois State for getting the uh, the shutout there, one up and win. So that, yeah, that's Missouri. pretty tough. Uh, and I'd like to know what Missouri State. Uh, we got to get Missouri State on. We got to talk to Cliff Cook or or Jeremy Law and find out uh, that weekend what was going on because um, that doesn't seem like a typical Missouri State start to a season. But we'll find out. Uh, there's got to be something on it, right? And it's early in the season, and you know some teams. You know, this is their first game, so it's always kind of a bit of a, you know, and sometimes it takes some teams a bit to get going. Uh, but once teams get going, they get going. So I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens with Illinois or Missouri State uh, after this. I mean, we saw with, you know, I mean, it, it certainly can set a tone. You, you lose the first two games, and it kind of sets the tone for the whole season. But sometimes, you know, you're able to bounce back and, and have a really strong uh, second half of the year. I mean, it's, you know, every team kind of goes through a little bit. I, even UNLV, you know, as, as great of a season they had last year, they they had lost three in a row at one point. They went to, got swept in Oklahoma, central Oklahoma and then came home and lost the first game to Arizona and then and then won and almost didn't lose the rest of the way. So, I mean, they always in a few, couple of games down the road. But, but so, I mean, it's still early in the season. There's only a couple of games in. So, um, we'll see what happens. All right. Got anything else from WCHL, or is that the uh, the rundown? Uh, that is the rundown. That's all for for games. I think uh, we'll save this because it'll be a good conversation for next week because we'll have more teams starting up. But the uh, the WCHL came out with their uh, preseason uh, poll, and people might not be surprised by this. Kind of the same trends, the same way that we've been talking about tonight. But uh, we'll save that for next week, so we have something to talk about next week. Yeah, because we know we never have anything to talk about. That's why we're over a minute or two already. <laughs> anyway, um, but you got nowhere to be. <laughs> no, no, I'm stuck here. I'm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I flew in. I Ubered over. Uh, I'm stuck. I don't have a rental car right now, so yeah. uh, I'm I'm counting on Nick to get me from point A to point B tomorrow. <laughs> well, we know Nick is reliable, so we know he'll he'll be there. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but I will tell you right now that uh, that. A big thank you to uh, the ACHA corporate partners that have joined up with us, San Diego State, UCO, and Oklahoma. Um, you heard a couple of their ads tonight. I thought it was unique. San Diego State did their, had one of their players do their ad read, uh, which yeah, was, was kind of cool. What, I was wondering what, whose voice that was. It sounded, yeah. sounded, sounded good, yeah. Yeah, no one. No one uh, actually uh, did the read for them. So um, thank you for that. Uh, we also uh, will have Oklahoma's coming very soon. They're working on their copy, and by next Wednesday, I'm sure we'll have Oklahoma's up. If you go to the website, icetimehockeywest.com, you can link um, right to their websites. If you want to go to our to the homepage and go on the ACHA section, all of their ads are up, and they link directly to their pages. So it's a great way to uh, compare notes, if you will, right off of our website. Yeah, so we're yeah. thankful to have them on board. I will also shout out that we do have places for, I think, 14 more teams. 20 is our max. And um, once you're a corporate partner, you also have the ability to uh, start doing some fundraising with your feet. Summer skates. You like that? Fundraising with your feet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those San Diego State players. You just want a paycheck. That's all you want. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that wouldn't hurt either, right? Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. So hopefully one day that'll come. <laughs> I would keep telling you, I think I'm on the ACHA contract. I ha I think I have to pay you to do these shows. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> what I mean, a great model. What a great business model that is. Pay to play, right? I mean, the ACHA players pay to play. And it, I, I, <laughs> Steven pays the broadcast. I and I, to do this podcast with you, I have to pay you. So, you know, sounds like a great setup for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds great. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But, okay. uh, but no, I think I think it's great. And I think the goal would be to uh, – to have less of us talking and to have more of those wonderful uh, promos for our different uh, teams. Uh, so. Yeah. And by the way, you do get a free pro- promo. So you can, uh, San Diego state jumped all over it. They said, Hey man, we want Cameron Henderson to read our promo right off the get go. You know, you, uh, UNLV did the same thing with Hunter Mazzillo. Uh, we offer it up. They give us a guy right off the get go. And, um, they, and they're also unique in the way they do it. And they all tell me the same thing. Oh, this is going to take me forever. And uh, two or three takes later, they're uh, they're golden. So the Great West College Hockey Podcast rolls on. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And also check out their new location off Boulder Highway in Henderson, which is 308 North Boulder Highway. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Drury Inn and Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight JD Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Also available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Okay, can't let you go without asking you this question. Uh, training camp begins tomorrow for the NHL teams, and the Vegas Golden Knights have no Nick Hag or no Nolan Patrick listed on their VGK roster. What the heck is going on? Yeah, so the Nolan Patrick thing, I believe, is an injury thing. I think there's some questions whether he, he even will be able to play at all uh, this season. So there's that. And then the Nick Hag one's, of course, the one that's going to be the, the big storyline for camp. Uh, he's a restricted free agent. They have not come to terms yet on a on a contract between the Golden Knights and him. So he will not be uh, on the roster to start things. Of course, they always put in the bold letters roster subject to change. So if, you know, something happens and he reaches a deal during training camp, of course, he'll he'll show up and find us obviously have a spot on the roster. But as of right now, he's not there and and it sounds like it's not close. Uh, if you read some tweets from uh, the NHL or from media members here that have, are in the know about that sort of stuff, um, it's He's been here skating a little bit, but he's not uh, it's not as close as people might think. The latest, this is from Vince Sapienza, who's a Fox 5 sports reporter here. 
He says, uh, I'm told conversations continue between VGK and Nick Haig, but it doesn't sound like we're any closer to a resolution. And the message from Nick uh, Haig's camp, uh, we understand that Vegas has cap concerns, but that isn't Nick's doing or his responsibility. So as they try to figure out what a, kind of a deal he may get, uh, you know, taking into account that Vegas has cap concerns, but not to, you know, that shouldn't be something that punishes uh, Nick Haig and what he's worth and stuff. So stay tuned on that yeah. one. Yeah, good stuff. It'll be interesting. Okay, a couple things that I got to throw out there quickly. Uh, the uh, San Diego State feature we hope to have up Friday sometime before the start of their game. Uh, it's going to be called Sun, Sand, and Hockey Aztec Style. I had a chance to take a couple of their players down to the uh, Mission Beach, the Pacific Ocean, with me and do a little shoot. Uh, so that was kind of fun. That, that, was, that, was a, that was tough, right, to get people to volunteer for that? Yeah, they were down there before me. They were texting me going, like, hey, we're here waiting. Where are you? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I'm driving from San Jose. I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> so they had to spend some okay. extra time. They had to spend some extra time by the beach. I'm sure that was a that was a bummer for them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Sun Devil Hockey. The new Mullet Arena has ice, and they have uh, painted uh, logos and things on the ice. So congratulations to Mullet Arena. It's officially a hockey arena now with ice there and. Uh, while I'm on that same topic, the Sun Devils have three players um, headed to uh, NHL camps, which is really good for the growth of hockey in the West. Colin Tyson, Josh Maniscalco, and Jacob Wilson have all been invited to NHL training camps. So that's pretty cool. And tomorrow, the reason I'm here, uh, the NCHC preseason media poll just came out. I am a voter in that. And uh, we selected the Denver Pioneers as the number one team in the NCHC. So, that's cool. And the final thing I'll say is Oklahoma is starting to promote, and uh, I don't blame them. There's going to be Bedlam on the ice when Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play November 5th at the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, OSU and Oklahoma uh, doing battle. Now, we know Oklahoma State hockey is uh, M2, uh, so they're, uh, they're not at quite the same level. But anytime Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play in anything, it's a story. So uh, look forward to that. And, uh, of course, the ACHA stuff at uh, Arizona State getting underway as well. They'll head up to uh, to play the team at uh, Northern Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona. So all kinds of good stuff. Oh, and, and you mentioned uh, Denver being, you said, it's going to have the number one uh, preseason ranking for the NCHC. Yeah, I was waiting for this. Before they get, the, the, before they get their uh, – before they get – Knee deep into that, of course, they're going to start their season with an exhibition matchup against uh, one of the top ACHA programs in the country, number two on the in the preseason. So we're going to have number two uh, preseason ACHA team in UNLV going to the number one uh, team in the NCHC and maybe the whole NCAA. Uh, and, then, yes, also and the, the NCAA. And, and the Denver Pioneers, the national champs. So let's uh, uh, talk about. So that's going to be exciting for us. Is of course this this show. Of course, you're you're so involved in NCAA and of course we're so involved in the ACHA on this show and, and as well. And, and that's going to be fun to have those two match up uh, to start the uh, UNLV season and for Denver uh, for as, as well. And Stephen Marsh will be there. We're going to get in there one way or another. God willing, I'm going to get there one way or the other. other. Be in Magnus Arena to watch <laughs> yes. for us. So, all right. We, we've run way over, but that's not surprising. We had to get this all in. It's always great stuff, especially at the I'm just excited. We actually have games, Scott. We're, it's, we're, it's, it's beginning. That's exciting. Yes, you know, it's, it's like Christmas. It's like hockey season's here. Training camps start across the pro level. ACHA's underway. NCA's getting underway soon. It's just all exciting, which means we're going to get a lot busier, Scott. So uh, oh, I guess. And how. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I hope you got your sleep when you had your chance because uh, we're not going to oh, get much geez. now. <laughs> Don't even go down with the sleep stuff again. Nothing. Okay. Uh, All right. We'll take a night from Invergrove Heights, Minnesota, and Las Vegas, Nevada for another Great West College Hockey podcast. Good night, everybody. Take care, everyone. Have a good week.